Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Second Shot. This is Chad Prather. Hope you're having a great week. I'm sitting here with my buddy Heath Oaks. What's up? I'm just loving the sunshine. It is nice. It seems like we've had thunderstorms almost every night here in Dallas for a while. I don't know if it's been that way over in Fort Worth area to you but man here it seems like we've had thunderstorm after thunderstorm after I, thunderstorm. yeah i've been caught in a couple of little downpours here recently we've had a lot of we've had a lot of rain blow through and uh i had to go i flew to missouri a couple of weeks ago and I, we had to go literally all the way around the storm cell to get way out of the way you know the bad there. thing about the rain has been remember i told you that i actually bought a lawnmower and i mow my own lawn for a little while yeah holy hell i've had to mow my lawn every day gum week i'm getting over i'm getting over <laughs> look I'm getting over this little kick of mine very fast, just so you know. Tis the season. I can't imagine a, a clap of thunder is the only thing keeping Heath Oaks up at night nowadays, right? No, I, it's you've not. had a couple late nights recently. Oh, yeah, all the time. All I've the got time. a six-week-old <laughs> that is um, so much like her mom and dad. She she doesn't like to sleep a lot. She likes to go. And yeah. She's on her way to just be a winner is all there is to it. Mm. I just had to Snapchat. Do you ever Snapchat? No. I don't either. Are you getting into it? No. No, okay. I thought that's what that was. No, I don't need to get into any other forms of social media. (laughs) Every now and then I'll open it up and I'll check and see what's going on there uh, because people will send me stuff and I try to, you know, my OCD, I got to clean things out, but... Um, no, I just don't get it. I don't understand Snapchat. I struggle with it. I'm just trying to get into it, and it's it's weird. It's kind of like Twitter, but 10 seconds. Well, I don't know. But it's yeah. a, how many people come to my shows, though? It's amazing. And I'm not I'm just talking about younger people. Older folks do as well. Come to my shows, and whenever they want to take a, a picture with me or a selfie or whatever, they don't open up their camera. They open up their Snapchat. Right. And they go from there. I guess they like the filters. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how any of that works. Well, I think it's it's social media. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a camera, essentially. And anything you take in Snapchat, you can save to your phone, but it'll go to social All of first. them can be the yeah. same thing. You yeah. just Everybody picks their couple that they stay with and roll with it. It's those yeah. sweet, sweet internet points people are after. They say, look, I'm with Chad Prather, and therefore, give me a like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speak- I want you to know how much better I'm doing than Speaking you. Speaking of that, that, this headline that I've got for us, Chad, really made me think um, that you, you're you probably going to have a lot to say with, with handling this because you probably get more criticism and, and things of that probably more than any of us sitting here be just because you're more in the public eye. Right. I love this headline. Ed Reed has three-letter reply to being ranked number four safety of all time. So just for everybody out there, well, number one, here at Second Shot, what we do is take headlines and we use it to, to apply principles to your life and business and personal in any way. We, we usually don't get much into the headline as much as what the content kind of gives us as an idea. Ed Reed, just for the ones that, that don't know, is, in, in my opinion, if I was mm-hmm. ranking some of the NFL's greatest safeties of all time, I would put Ed Reed probably at number one, personally. Um, you think better than a Deion Sanders? Uh, yeah, absolutely. He he ranks higher than, than all of them when it comes to all – I mean, the stats that he has that leads so many people with – I mean, um, Tom when Tom Brady's in, in the game plans leading up to playing Baltimore those years, Tom Brady's notes were know where yeah. Ed Reed is at all times. And yeah. Tom Brady is the GOAT. <laughs> you know, he's he's one of the best there, there ever is. But – they ranked him at, at number four, and Troy Palomalo, who's also a great safety, had they had him ranked higher, mm-hmm. and um, he Troy Palomalo has openly said he thought Ed Reed was was one of the best. Right, and Palomalo was actually ranked ahead of him. Yes, yes, yeah. 
you know, they all say that Reed made safety a glamour position. Mm -hmm. uh, he became the first safety in 20 years to win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Tom Brady wrote fine number 20 on every play on his wristband when he played the Ravens. That's how scared of Ed Reed he wow. was. Um, and Tom Brady is one of the best of all times. He set the NFL record by returning the interception 106 yards. I broke his own record four years later with 107 yards. Other NFL records, the most interception return yards for a career, most career playoff interceptions, led the NFL in interceptions three times, including 2010, despite missing the first six games. <laughs> he averaged one interception every two and a half games over his 11-year career. NFL put this ranking out, number four, and they obviously tagged him and the other people that had ranked on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know what his response was? Three letters. What were they? L O. Well, based on those stats, it probably should have been WTF. <laughs> <laughs> but but isn't it hilarious? All he wrote back, yeah. LOL. Yeah. So, like, what's funny about that to me is that, that that gives you no inkling to really – I mean, could he be saying, LOL, that I can't believe they had me that high? LOL, that I can't believe they don't have me number one? That's the best part about it, I, I think. I feel fairly certain that it was – Oh, for that sure. That he wasn't higher. Um, but, you, but, but you can't – say that for sure because he didn't go on a rant on either way right. so it even kind of leaves you almost uh what i like is that regardless of where he was ranked he knows based on that response in my opinion that it doesn't take anything away from him he doesn't need anybody to tell him no. who, who the greatest is if he knows where he is he knows how time. good he is he knows what he accomplished he knows his stats backwards and forwards he knows what he did uh it doesn't take anything away from him what i took the most from the headline was is that the LOL comment. Mm -hmm. How many times does it happen that people poke? Nowadays, we have it all online, but it's also still in your personal lives, whether it be interacting, you know, face-to-face yeah. -face with people over the phone. With the internet age, it's even more intense. People will try to get a rouse out of you. Like, yeah. they will try to get you riled up. They will yeah. try to get you to be uh, react emotionally to things. And then once you do, it goes down the whole next path, right? Yeah. That that then your stuff's taken out of context, and and it goes, and then you do nothing but put, you know, give those people a platform because then you're mentioning them, right? Yeah. An acknowledgement that you know who they are and you realize right. it. You're doing all of the things you really don't want to do, but you are now. It is very difficult at times, you know. And so I go back to somebody like you. You get it more than anybody because you're more in the public eye, Chad. Right. But I love the response of LOL because. He's like, I ain't letting none of y'all get to me. None of this no. bothers me. I don't care. I don't need your ranking to tell me where I think I stand. Yeah. And so he brought nothing more to those people who would doubt it in any which way, shape, or form. So how do you deal with that and, and give people – because you, you get a lot of – you're going to get criticism more than anybody. So do you have times where you've fell fault to giving the acknowledgement when you shouldn't because you responded when yeah. you would have done better. What can you give people to, to yeah, do? I, What's I, some tips? I've done it, and I hate myself for it uh, because I, I say, and we've, talk, we've, we've touched on this in prior episodes, but you let your accomplishments speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. You let that stuff stand on its own. You let others defend you. Um, and then, you know, I've had to tell my loved ones, I've had to tell my wife, I've had to tell different people that are close to me in my life, don't defend me online. Don't do it. That just makes it worse. Yes. Sometimes I've responded back on things that I thought were false and were just, were just you know, jabs, and I've defended myself. And then I, and then I said, you know, what's the point? What's Why? the point? I don't know that person's name. I don't know who they are. It's not going to do any good. It, they, they have no bearing on my life whatsoever. So, But if you posted something with your million-plus followers about this person, you just brought fame to them. 
Exactly. I gave, I fed the troll, yeah. in essence. Uh, but I, I gave it life. I gave it life. But how do you let it roll off your back? How do you not let those things get to you? Everybody out here listening have people that are criticizing, yeah. putting it out there. Does it affect you? When do you? How do you get it? How do you try to help it not affect you as much? When I always advise people, find out who you are. Do whatever it takes to get comfortable in your own skin. Get your confidence in who you are, who you're created to be, and who you are. When you do that, when people make jabs at who you are, uh, you are now confident in your you're, you're secure in yourself. So with that, it just kind of bounces off of you. It hurts. It, it can potentially hurt, but you've got to get to a point where you say, oh, you know, I, that ain't going to change me tomorrow. You know what I like to think about and how I kind of judge it myself is, is there's that fine line of, is that feedback? Yeah. Am I not am I not taking criticism because I'm too arrogant to not want to think that I'm wrong here, right? Right. Or is that pl- objective feedback, right? right? And so people always think, how do I know that difference? I said, here's how you know. Whoever is saying it, is that somebody that you respect. Exactly. If it is not, don't yeah. worry about it. Move on. But if it is somebody that you respect, like if Jade came to you and said, Chad, you were being like blah, 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 blah. That's a different deal. That's a totally different deal because you respect your wife. You know her thoughts and she knows you and you go, you know what? Wow. that Some other person online could say that and you go, I ain't listening to them yeah. because they don't mean anything to you. First of all, it comes down to who it is or is that somebody that is giving you the feedback somebody you respect and if not don't let it get to you yeah those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind i mean i i try to go with that all the time it's hard sometimes but you're right there are certain people who have the the permission to speak into my life those people you'd be one of them if you looked at me and said no bro you don't need to go that route i'd listen to that i'd pay attention zach eh? Nah, maybe not (laughs) Nah, i'd (laughs) listen to zach i would Kristen, if if she ever comes back yeah you know yeah maybe oh well Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to correct each other on the things in life that we feel like we all need to make a change on. So uh, hang out. We're going to be right back after the break with another segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. What's up, everybody? We are right back with another segment hanging out in the studio and beautiful day. Everything is good in life. We're going to talk a little bit about money, 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 money. money, money. It's my favorite subject. Money. Favorite subject. Who doesn't love money? I don't know. They're crazy if they don't. Uh Uh-huh. It's, uh, Speaking of that, I'm sitting here doing, I'm on my calculator right here, and I'm looking at invoices for merchandise, uh, T-shirts and caps and all that. So if you come to one of my shows, I need you to buy it. Otherwise, um, I'm going to go broke at this rate. <laughs> so, But it's one of those things that makes the world go around. I got a bill yesterday from my publicist and from my agent and from my manager and from merch Everybody people. Else. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? That show business <laughs> stuff is, is high. And the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> the IRS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The IRS is always the best. 
I, I saw this headline and I thought this was this is a topic we have not talked about yet. I don't believe and and I thought it, I think it's actually a really good thing to kind of talk about, especially because yourself and, and myself have both been people that have had that have jumped out to 100 percent commission, having our own right. things, our own or trying to make it ourselves, not being employees at times. And there's a lot of people that go back and forth with it all. And and I do get a lot of all the time that people gripe about the most is money. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to try to see if we can maybe bring up some tips on it. But this headline most people I, I feel this i feel this sudden urge to check my bank account i don't <laughs> anyway the headline give it just to check me. it and send it to me whatever it is <laughs> uh most people blow 70 percent of their money on three things and cutting back could be the key to saving money right so the three things house transportation and uh-huh. food all the things th- that you would think are necessary they are necessary yeah you want to he- think but here's what's not necessary Doing what the young redneck Heath Oaks did was not necessary when I first made my money. Slapping the bag. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you this. <laughs> Slapping the bag. That's a good one. Was it this episode or was that the last one? Who last episode. That's the last one. Yeah. Okay, go back and you'll know what slap the bag means. Uh, I, when I first made money, I mean, I, I literally had maybe made ten grand in a year, and I'm 19, and I make, I start making some jack for the first yeah. time. Yeah, real So money. I do what every young redneck does, and I bought the brand new loaded out F two fifty eight inch lift, thirty eight inch tires. I'm telling you something, baby. This thing was sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I'm, take, I'm I'm unzipping my pants yeah, just right exactly. now. Exactly. Sorry, but it just <laughs> makes me feel good. And um, I ain't made that kind of money, but for like eight months in a row. So I should not have been going out jumping out on a on a, a sixty thousand dollar truck and then yanking all of the suspension out from under it uh-huh. and putting new stuff right. Mm. So. A year and a half later, that truck was up for sale, and I was driving a 93 Lexus all beat mm. to hell because, you know what, that ride didn't last forever. Mm. So I learned that the hard way. I think in times that what we do with money, it's not that you don't you, – you spend your you need to spend some of your money on home and transportation mm-hmm. and all these things. And then people will always ask that, well, if I'm leaving paycheck to paycheck, how do I ever get ahead? You're living paycheck to paycheck because you put yourself in that situation. You do. That's right. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you should not have a brand new vehicle with a brand new right. car note. You should not have the house that's pushed to the max of what your budget is. Yeah. That's where I think people come in. So I learned my lesson early on. And even, you know, I, I won't say exactly, but I was making um, it until my house even now in Dallas that I live in right now, um, which is, you know, $400,000 kind of house. Yeah. Most expensive house I've ever owned yet. Now, I'm in when I was 23, 24 years old. Even at that time, I was making several six figures. Mm-hmm. Several six figures. I had a two hundred twenty thousand dollars house with two roommates paying rent, mm-hmm. and I had a used BMW. Right. That I got a lot cheaper. Smart. But you know what? I also did. I've got over. I had over at any given point. I've had over a dozen plus rental properties debt free. Yep. You know why? Because I didn't go buy the house that I could have afforded easily, which would have been on the beach in Florida yeah. in a really maxed out <laughs> house. Right? I could have had a Ferrari. I could have had a yeah. Lambo by now, the Bentley that I want by now. I could have. I have a 2011 Jaguar with 100,000 miles on it. Now I got paid off for it. Okay? It's a nice car. Now, when you say the Bentley you want. Yeah, that's what I want. You, do you know which one you want? I want the Continental. Okay. <laughs> That'll be the next one to get. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, no, that's what I want. I. But again, I go back to this. If I would not have done that, I would not be in the financial position I'm in now. Yeah. That what I did all those years was I always felt like I was broke because I always spent all my money on my investments. Was. Yeah. And and not many people making several several hundred thousands a year 
would be living in a $200,000 house with two roommates paying rent. Yeah. And so I, over time, slowly you build that up and do it. And I think too many people today are not willing to make cutbacks. They're wanting to, if they get a little bit of money, they go to that extreme and, and go out and spend it all on this expensive truck and this expensive car. My uncle always said that whenever he realized that a vehicle was nothing but transportation, he saved a lot of money. Then I want everybody to understand this. I am now building a house that is 6,000 plus square foot and it's a pretty big house right. and it's going to be a big. I don't have to worry about a year and a half selling mm-hmm. some house because of everything I've put in place over the last 10 years of mm-hmm. grinding it out. That's the difference. So you don't, you can't go out there and just all of a sudden do it and think you got to make your cutbacks. If you have, you, go get an older truck, cheaper, right. save your money, get everything done. You got to make the little changes and the little savings to slowly do more investments. Mm-hmm. And ten years later, you know, go get the. I, I want the Bentley. I'm no. Yeah. I'm just. I'm glad that I hadn't pulled the trigger yet, but I will at any point. You know, I I have been, and I think you need to write a book on financial common sense i really do i've thought that for a long long time because you have a lot of common sense when it comes to that um i like listening to you because i always learn and i have certain principles that i've lived by my dad taught me when i was a kid he was like look never own a house or never have a house that has a rent or whatever never never have a house payment that you couldn't pay off in one week's check yep that that i that is a ruling as a guide that's a good kept me out of trouble um, when I became an adult and I bought a house, I made sure that with one week's check, mm-hmm. I could pay that house note. Um, and that's that's when you are living paycheck to paycheck. That's a good principle. Mm-hmm. There's things like that that are out there. Uh, I have discovered that with the more money I make, the more frugal I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so what happens is you know how hard you worked. To get, it. to get there. Now, I have been much more free and libertarian when it comes to when you don't have a lot of money because mm-hmm. you're like, I can replace that hundred bucks. Yeah. But, you know, and I've been there. I've lived there with 50 cents in the in the checking account trying to figure out how I'm going to get to the next three days. Uh, but I've learned that the more money I make, the more successful I become, the more frugal I am, the more wise I become with the money because there, there's a thing. So I, what I tell people with that is I say, take on the mindset of prosperity. Mm-hmm. First of all, think of yourself as successful. Think of yourself as prosperous. Think of yourself as making a good income. Even if you don't have it, don't let anybody know it. You don't have to. You can always decline. You don't have to go out to dinner. You can say, you know what? I think I'm going to stay in tonight. I got some things I need to do, and go and eat ramen noodles. But make sure that when you carry yourself out in public, and sometimes people balk at this, when you carry yourself in public, you're not poor. Mm -hmm. You're not down and out. You're not walking around with a handout. You're not looking for somebody to give you something. No, you keep your head up, and you walk with an air of success and prosperity, and I promise you, those two traits will follow you if you do that. Oh, and I agree 100% with you, and I want you to understand, I'm not not the fan of of the – I'm not a Dave Ramsey guy. Right. I don't believe in hoarding everything, saving every dime, and right. you never enjoy life, okay? I agree. What I'm telling you is there's, a, a, right, there's a right time for that, right. okay? Like, like it's not like, I mean, I, I still had a nice car and a nice home and, and sure. all this, but it's nothing close to what I had then. And I want all of those things. I'm going to have a private jet, and I'm going to have a Bentley. Uh, I'm going to have the million-plus-dollar house I want, but I'm doing it whenever it's, like you said, it's mm-hmm. that one paycheck a week mm-hmm. can be paid off and the investment set up. So I'm not a fan of just hoarding everything up and never doing it. But if you want something tomorrow, and if you keep saying you live paycheck to paycheck, you're blowing money in areas that shouldn't matter right now. If you want your own business, you need to get rid of the brand new house and the brand new car. Downsize, eat your crow a little bit, save the money aside, and in five years have the money to go start your business. 
And then 10 years after that business, then you have a life of balance that you can have yeah. all the things you want after that and not be living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. But too many people these days are not willing to give up to get up because you got to give up to get up. And if you want to spend your money, I'm going to encourage you on a good investment scheme. You need to come to one of my shows. Come to one of my shows. It's a $20 ticket. You will walk away feeling good about yourself. Uh, you'll be $20 more broke, but or, you will. Or just send $20 to secondshotcast at gmail.com. Bring it out. You pay, we can set PayPal, whatever. whatever. Card numbers. We'll who cares? Uh, but uh, I'm coming up. I'm going to be August 15th. I'm going to be in Sarasota, Florida. August 16th, I'm going to be in Naples, Florida. And August 25th, I'm going to be in Everett, Washington, which is just north of Seattle. So come out and see me. Hey, just a $20 ticket. What do you got going on, Heath? I've got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, my friends, that's how you make money. Um, the, and how a you, baby how is not you, how you make money. No, I was talking about me, not you. You're, <laughs> you're screwed, bro. <laughs> you got so much going on. Oh, yeah. um, no, you're right. Okay, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Hang with us for a second, and we're going to tell you some more things that you cannot live without. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Hey, hey, hey. All right. You know what? This the is, topic of money always gets things flowing. It, it, gets, it makes me sweat a little bit. It gets me excited. It makes me want to just go to the gym. I don't. but um, And then it makes me think about the times of the mistakes I've made, like the... Like, like, um, the mistakes I've made, and I go, yeah. man, if I wouldn't have just pissed all of that away, like what else would be? And then, then there's also like I made that was actually a decent decision, Heath. Yeah. I'm proud of you, you know. So you pat yourself. My, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. But then I've blown a lot, so oh, I've yeah. blown a lot Dude, of money. I'm, I'm good at it. I don't have my. That was another thing, you know. I talked about what my dad taught me, and he did taught me some good financial principles. But my dad also taught me another thing that I've I've adhered to in life. He says, buy good quality stuff. Don't go buy it all the time. Yeah. But if you need something, whether it's clothing, whatever, go buy good quality stuff. Spend the money to do it. It'll last you forever. And that's absolutely true. But I'm real good at finding good quality stuff. See, here's <laughs> the thing. Go buy a lot of it. Here's the, you know, it's always hilarious is that my wife and I, I'm the one that will blow money. My wife yeah. is tight. She yeah. is fruit. She is the one that will spend and will look at and take something back if there's a discount for 10 cents cheaper. Yeah. Me, I'm horrible at it. Like, yeah. I got lucky because I'm part of one of the only males that married somebody who, who didn't doesn't spend the money because it's yeah. usually the opposite. I'm the one who spends money. My wife is the one that literally would, would save us a killing if I would stay out of it. Yeah. We got uh-huh. us. We got us. We got us. Another good email. And I'll let you get to that. But that's the reason why we have money is because my wife manages it. And yeah, trust me, that's what <laughs> takes care of that. So anyway, the yeah. email. Yeah, I, I would blow it a yeah. lot more money. Um, I, I like this. This is a good one. This is from Ken. Um, Ken Hansen. All right. So, guys, I really enjoy your show. I listen every week during my drive to work. You have a way of making me feel ready to take on the world while becoming a better person. My wife and I, they made a great decision here, Chad, and you're going to agree with me. My wife and I have decided to try and move our, ca- our family from California to Texas. Good plan. Good, good man. Um, but we still love you, California. Yeah, we love you, but there's yeah. so many reasons. 
For an overall quality of life improvement, I have over 10 years experience in law enforcement, but struggle in interviews where I have to sell myself. I think you two might have great insight in this area. I don't uh, quickly think of examples of my accomplishments and feel like I'm giving memorized robotic answers if I come with stories in mind. Do you have any tips on selling yourself? I've had people forever who, in my business, whether it's being hired to speak or, or go make an appearance or do a show, and, and, and I've handled a lot of my own business, and a lot of people say, isn't it hard to sell yourself? In theory, but I've gotten over that because what I realize is all I can do is put myself out there and a person can say no. I don't take it as personal rejection. So, for instance, if somebody sends me an email and says, we want to have you come to this event, what is your fee schedule, these kind of things, and I'll, I'll tell them. And then I'll also say, but I'm always willing to negotiate budget issues. Now we've just started a conversation. So, so now we can dialogue on this thing. So when you're, when you, let's say you're applying for a job or whatever. I tell, I'm, I'm going to say, you know what, look, I, I'm the best guy for the job. I may be, uh, I don't mind telling people that. I, I, I wouldn't be applying if I wasn't feeling like I was the best person for mm-hmm. this job. I know I can do this job successfully. Doesn't mean I'm not teachable. Doesn't mean I'm not open to uh, instruction. But I believe that I will be a quality hire. Come up with those phrases that make you feel good about you and then be bold enough to say them out loud to the person with the power over your life. Ken, here's the best thing. You're not alone because this is probably one of the biggest struggles I think a lot of people will have. Well, except for the really arrogant people. We know those that have no problem in telling you how great they are. Um, (laughs) But I will tell you this. When I started off in my career, I had a struggle with putting my awards on the wall. And I had a mentor Mm -hmm. tell me one day, he's sitting there in front of me, he said, he. You look like you're 10 years old, and I'm going to come in here and interview for a 100% commission job, and you have nothing around here that tells me anything you've done. Yeah. Your awards on the wall are not you – because I had a problem thinking it was me bragging, mm-hmm. right? And, Ken, I have a feeling you probably have the same thing. You don't want to be that person bragging about yourself. So what my mentor told me was what helped reframe my mind was he said, Heath, it's not bragging. Yeah. That's just showing proof to what you're telling me face-to-face. Yeah. Face. That's a proof, Okay. And so it's not bragging. It is, it is basically providing the proof mm-hmm. that you know what you're doing and you know how you are. And so in our business, and I tell a lot about you need to know your story. Okay, so Ken, one thing that I would tell you to do is get a minute snapshot of your story. Mm-hmm. And in your story, think about things where you have failed and where you have accomplished things. Have that built into your story because mm-hmm. going back to what Warren Buffett talked about an episode ago, talking about persuading people and opening it up with the faults and failures, something that can help you sell yourself, Ken, is open it up with where, what you're not good at mm-hmm. and then follow it up. But these are the things that are good traits of mine. It will be easier for you to sell yourself, I believe, if you open up with your kind of where, where you know you have your struggles at. Yeah. And so telling your story, telling in a story format telling it through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the great things that you do, mm-hmm. I think will help you open up more to doing those things. Yeah. And, and going back to, you know, I love my Zig. Yeah. Zig talked about the affirmation card. Maybe if it's deeper that you have more self-confidence issues, you need to write down an affirmation card of the 10 things you like about yourself. And, and it's corny, I know, but it works. Getting up every day and reading it to yourself in the mirror over and over because yeah. what you tell yourself is what you do become it, if you sit there and tell yourself you're fat you're fat you don't look you're going to be that if you tell yourself you look good you look good and i'm positive then you're going to be yeah that's and key it, and if you can't figure that on your own uh ask some people that are close to you to tell you what's good about yourself mm-hmm. and never hand somebody a resume you don't fully believe in yourself yep 
Don't give yourself to somebody on paper if you're not willing to back it up in person. And I, I see people all the time who's like, well, you know, I did bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Well, okay, well, let's talk about that. And they can't bring anything to the table in terms of, yeah, I did that. I brought that. I did that, you know. Uh, I used to I used to create when I was in the corporate world when I was doing you know I I I used to keep a brag book I kept the brag book if somebody needed to see it look here it is few you know here's six pages of things that I've kicked ass in so but but I'll tell you this Ken I'm I'm just as I'll I'll tell you this for instance if you've noticed on the show uh, Chad reads the ad about my book. Mm-hmm. The guy that, that helped me write the book told me, he said, Heath, you're doing a horrible job at your, your, your ad on your own <laughs> book. And I'm like, it's hard for me to really push saying my book. I, I struggled even yeah. here recently with that, Ken, with selling my own book. Okay. Yeah. And Chad did it, and Chad does it much better. Um, so I would tell you that, number one, good thing, Ken, you're not alone, mm-hmm. buddy. Everybody struggles with this. So feel great that you're not like this lone wolf out there. I would start off with realizing your fa- knowing your faults and then always telling them with the positives. And that way you won't come off as a robotic memorized answers when you're yeah. doing your interviews because it doesn't sound like as much as a putting it on the paper for Ken as much as it comes off as when he's trying when they say, Well, give me your, your strong attributes or something, right? In the yeah. interview process. Ken, come up with the examples that prove what your strong attributes are, but start it off with, look, this is where I where I do struggle and and because what it will show your employer, future employer, is that you're willing to be coached mm-hmm. and taught. Okay, yeah. that's much um, that's much more of a something I want in people to work with me than somebody who's always right and perfect with all these things. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree, hundred percent. And uh, you know, hey, I'd say walk, keep walking in the authority you had when you were wearing that badge, man. Yeah. Former law enforcement, I, we appreciate that service. My biggest piece of advice, one, kudos on coming to Texas because you're not going to pay state income tax. Yeah. And the second thing is call Heath Oaks. He's hiring everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the fact that you sent the email, that right there, I mean, we, we, we give away a job per episode. Uh, but uh, um, but I would, Ken, you're, and, and I'm glad you asked this, Ken, because I think a lot of people have this issue. Um, but I think that the last episode, if you go back and listen to what Warren Buffett talked about on, mm-hmm. on admitting the faults, I think that will help you open up. Uh, to talk about your positives because you won't feel like you're being some arrogant, bragging top person. Yeah. It's hard for people. It's yeah. hard. Uh, some of us, we just, we've just gotten past it. It some, doesn't mean you're not. Some of us just wake up looking this good and we can't <laughs> help it. Oh, my Lord. It doesn't mean <laughs> that you're not humble. It doesn't mean that. It just means you're confident. And people got to separate the arrogance and the confidence things. They're, they're, there's, yes, there's arrogance, but you know, believing in yourself is not arrogance. The most difficult line to walk is what you just said. Yeah. And let me tell you what the perfect the perfect medium to me <clears> is <throat> humble confidence. Mm-hmm. There's arrogance, which is too much. There is, I'm shy and I cower down to everybody, which yeah. is not, but a humble, confident person. Is somebody who admits their faults, but also will yeah. tell their strengths. Yeah. So walk the line, Ken. Are you being a humble, confident person? You need to be both because nobody wants somebody on either end of that. Yeah, and I and we got to get out of here. But I, you know, Heath mentioned the book. Go buy the book. Get ignorance on fire. Um, trust me, read it, love it, you'll like it, and give it. A, you can it. fail your way to success as well. And you will absolutely by adhering to the principles hey. in that deal. Look me up at Heath Oaks, uh, Twitter. Look up Ignorance on Fire. You can mm-hmm. find me everywhere on there. And uh, send us some uh, questions at secondshotcast at gmail.com. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. And look, share it with your friends. Come yep. on, share us. Come on now. And follow me at uh, watchchad.com. Check out a show sometime, hopefully coming to an area near you soon. Because I'm going to be all over the country. And don't forget, go check out politicalcowboy.com and 
Have a little fun. For another episode of Second Shot, my buddy Heath Oaks and our producers right here at the RNC and Studios. We love y'all. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Destination for premium talk radio.